Hey, thanks for joining me for another episode of I Wear Many Hats, the podcast where I discuss my life experiences with everyone. My name is Emmanuel, and we are still in the thick of the coronavirus. So nothing's happening. <laughs> We're still pretty much not working, not doing much besides staying home, filling out more paperwork. And actually, that's that's probably one of the things that I've had, I think, the hardest time with. So as a business owner, and if you've heard the uh, if you read the description of my podcast and you listen to my other episodes, um, I own a few startups and a nonprofit. And so one of the things I'm sure everybody's heard on the news that the federal government is giving out SBA loans to businesses to protect paychecks. And along with uncert- the uncertainty of when this thing will end, when people will go back to work, you know, what what's going on, it it's it's more what what stresses me out and i one of my employees texted me and asked me how i was doing i said you know what what stresses me out is the uncertainty of when things are going to go in motion because i'm sure you know as if you're an employee or if you're somebody that works you're you're waiting for that that $1200 payout that the government's been talking about and just kind of dragging their feet with it seemed like they were moving fast and we should have gotten some money before and that's not going, that's not really going anywhere. you know, at this point, it's just it's still a few weeks away and what have you. And then again, for me, as a business owner trying to get this, you know, these loans in place, the same thing, you know, it was the portal, you know, you could, you, I, I went to my, um, I have a, I bank with a couple of different banks and they were supposed to have something available for me um, so that I can fill out an application, send it in and, um, you know, get the process going. And, um, my banker doesn't know what's going on. None of the bankers know what's going on or they're getting the information. The application is changing from day to day. So I've filled out two already. They're different. And, you know, so it's, it's really the uncertainty of, and then that's not even, that's not even the, I guess you can say the worst part for me, I can fill out an application, no problem and, and submit the information that they request, but it's, I'm competing with millions of companies in the U S you know, for, you know, just a pot, you know, it's, it's, it's a certain amount of money and, and there's companies that are bigger than mine. And, you know, obviously some are just going to have, you know, faster priority and, and, you know, it just depends on the bank. It depends on the part of the country. And so there's so many factors. So it's not even about, you know, when, when things are going to get going, it's, it's after it's all said and done, you know, are we even going to get anything, you know? And so for me, that's really been, you know, kind of the most, stressful part of this. And I'm sure your bosses, for those of you that work and are are not self-employed, um, they're, they're going through, (laughs) they're going through the similar thing, you know? And so, yeah, we're, we're literally in this thing, (laughs) in this together because, you know, and luckily, I mean, I'm blessed that, you know, my, my, you know, I have family that, that can help and support us, you know, through this process with our one-year-old, but I mean, we are, you know, we're, we're, we're just lucky and fortunate. You know, I know I've, I've been watching the news and keeping up with everything and trying to make sure that I don't miss the date and the time when everything kind of gets going. And, uh, you know, I see how people, you know, obviously people need to go get, you know, free food from nonprofits and from food banks and soup kitchens and so on and so forth, you know, because, you know, people live paycheck to paycheck. And, um, 
you know, it's difficult times for everybody. And how long this is going to last, you know, it's still up in the air. You know, it seems like, um, again, one of my employees sent me a, a link or sent, sent me a text message saying that, you know, my, our county had extended the whole self-quarantine for another month till May, the beginning of May. And, you know, I, I think that's unrealistic, even if, you know, things do get better by the, you know, the beginning of May, it's not like we can all just, you know, go back to what we we're doing with the virus still there, you know, it's just basically going to bring the curve back up and we're, you know, not going to be making any progress. So I think that it's, I'm, I'm just as, you know, just as, uh, Ah, just waiting for everything to be over, uh, like everybody else is. But anyways, that was my five minute rant about <laughs> the, uh, how, how terrible things are going right now with everything. Um, but other than that, I mean, gosh, I, you know, it's, you know, I, again, I'm, I'm, you know, I think I've mentioned in, in other episodes, I'm super optimistic. You know, I, I, you know, I appreciate the forced vacation I've been, needing to take, you know, to spend time with my son and get things done. We, I've done some, I did gardening at my parents' house. I, um, cleaned out our old basketball area, um, where now our son can play and we're looking at playgrounds and a lot of different things. And so, you know, um, yeah, it's been, it's been, yeah, I'm trying to take advantage of the time. I think, um, that's, that's all you can really do. But anyways, this is actually, you know, so I promised last week I was going to, well, I guess I didn't promise. I just mentioned last week that I was going to talk about my faith. Um, so in getting to know a little bit about the way that I, I, I manage how I make decisions is, I think, encompassed in, you know, what I know about my faith. And, um... So since Easter is this Sunday, I think it was just kind of extremely, you know, appropriate that, um, you know, this this is my Easter episode, I guess, you know, where, you know, I not only talk about faith, but, you know, can can kind of help. I don't want to say help guide, but basically give my my perspective in a nutshell of, you know, what faith is now. A forewarning is that I there's faith, you know, especially the Christian faith and, and, and I, I am Christian. It's, it's complex, you know, it's not something that, you know, I can talk about in a 20 minute podcast. There's so many intricacies that go along with it. And it's up to, it's up to everybody to kind of do their own learning. And I think that that's, that's what ends up well, anyways, I'll I'll discuss it a little bit more in this podcast. But to give you a little bit of intro on um, on faith, on my faith, and and where I come from, and and how my faith was somewhat established, and and I think a lot of people have very similar stories. But um, but as for me, uh, so my background, I I actually grew up Protestant Christian. My mom was Christian, and um, or is, and uh, my dad is Catholic. So I grew up going to both churches. I, I went to a, a Protestant Christian church, and I also went to a Catholic church. I actually went to a um, private Catholic uh, elementary school, junior high, and high school. So I was I've 
I've really been around faith for for a long time and not just around the faith, like, you know, people that go to church every Sunday. But we had, you know, we had um, religion classes and and I really took an interest in faith um, because, again, my my I think I was around people that made it interesting. Plus, I saw, you know, I, I grew up with my grandmother. I grew up with my parents and and um, they were actually I think what made it interesting was the fact that my my mom and dad would always argue about faith. That was one of the uh, one of the things that really I don't want to say hindered, but like really, I mean, pushed them to the brink of divorce, you know, because the thing is that one person is extremely was extremely stuck on what they believe and what they want their families to develop. And the other person is, you know, set in their ways. And so they want the other person to, you know, kind of follow, follow suit. And um, because of that, I think it gave me that interest to want to learn more and, you know, kind of decide for myself who's right. So I paid attention in religion class, you know, when I was growing up as a little kid, I asked questions. Um, same thing at, at, um, my mom's church, we, there, there were Bible studies, there were, um, a lot of different, you know, classes, there were activities, there were, you know, just basically gatherings where people would talk about, you know, faith. And then obviously I paid attention on Sundays. And, uh, um, so that, that really, you know, kind of helped my understanding and helped me develop faith. And it's from there, after I graduated high school and once I was in college, I actually continued to take leadership courses, and um, I was a high school youth teacher. So I actually taught high school students, you know, basically um, what the foundation of faith was. And we would go over the Bible and talk about how the faith, you know, what what day to day things were could be tied into, you know, what the Bible talks about. So I know that a lot of people have a lot of different opinions. And the reason that that <laughs> reason I'm talking about, you know, this this came up was because my wife, um, we were, we're both Christian, but she um, uh, spoke to someone that says, you know what, I believe in the idea of God and I'm not that religious and so on and so forth. And so as again, as somebody that has developed kind of, you know, type of you know, the, the faith, the way that I have, I, it's, it's, it's understandable why people don't have, haven't developed faith or haven't, you know, have, have a hard time understanding what it is because there's a lot of things that have changed and, and that change is, is really what makes it difficult. And I think our generation, uh, um, 30 somethings, 40 somethings and, and younger will have a, very, very difficult understanding of what faith is because, um, I mean, just starting off with culture, you know, if, if you think about it, our parents and, you know, if you're younger than not your parents, cause your parents are probably my age, um, or, or just a little bit older than me, but our parents and their parents lived in a completely different culture, you know, for, for, you know, for example, my parents, my dad came from Mexico and in Mexico, they didn't have TV. Well, they had TV, but they, they didn't have, you know, um, obviously the distractions that we did. Life was simpler. They lived on a ranch. So, you know, you wouldn't watch news. You wouldn't, you know, every night you wouldn't, 
do a lot of things. You know, there there was just basically the only thing that there was to do was work and go to church on Sundays and go to catechism and do like, you know, basically church stuff, you know, and so, and work and be social and so on and so forth, right? Different culture. But they actually, because, and, and my, my dad's parents, you know, even they had even less, you know, to, to go off on. And so the only thing that basically that they did was have discussions about faith and develop faith and, and church was a big part of it. You know, the, the priests in their community who, who, you know, ran the church was, was out there, was active, was discussing things, was helping people and, and so on and so forth. So I think people had a more, you know, as, with, with their culture, people just had more exposure to faith. And so, you know, they, that was, <laughs> I mean, it's, when we talk, when I, when I think about Catholicism, uh, Catholicism over time has changed. I, I have been a, you know, Catholic masses and I've seen that, you know, there's been, um, you know, there's younger priests and they, they, they try to make things more relatable. And so that, that is really important because the thing is that, I mean, for those of you who haven't been to mass in over 20 years or 10 years, you, the last thing you remember is that mass was boring and it really was. I mean, it was an old, old, old guy that was up on, you know, up on, up on the altar talking about, you know, kind of just droning on, you know, about, sure it was about faith and it might have been relevant but just you know the way that it was you know the way that the message was sent out there was not you know i mean to be blunt entertaining and so so that's where catholicism is kind of you know a lot of people a lot of people have drifted away from catholicism catholicism uh again it's a culture thing i think people you know back back in um my my dad's time and and his parents time again you had nothing else to do on a, on a weekend but go to church and so it was kind of one of the things you look forward to so once they came into this country and i'm sure in a lot of other countries it was probably true too but once you came to the us you know that was the tradition that you kept up you kept going to mass because mass was the thing that you did on sunday plus obviously you knew that mass was one of the ways to please god you know and to to continue to learn and um, so, so that's changed because now, obviously, you know, we, we think about technology, we think about all the things that are out there. I mean, we're constantly looking for things um, to, to entertain ourselves. I mean, we, we don't have a, a dull, boring moment in our lives. I mean, even going to the bathroom, you pull out your phone and you don't get up until your legs are numb. <laughs> uh, and maybe it's just me, but you, you know, some, you, you you have that, you know, you're, you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, you know, if you're at the doctor, you pull out your phone, you know, you're waiting for the doctor, you'll pull out your phone, you know, while you wait. So, you know, and so there's, there's never a dull moment. It seems like time is moving by faster because we're not sitting there in boredom anymore. You know, before cell phones, for those of us that were, you know, living during that time, if there was ever a dull moment, you had to sit through it and count the minutes. And so it took forever and your day would just be prolonged. But now that's not the case. So technology has definitely shifted, you know, what what we're um, what we look for, you know, what we pay attention to. Um, it's brought us different pleasures. And I'm not just talking about porn. You know, at the end of the day, it's like, well, there is Amazon to look at. There is Forbes to read. There is, you know, Twitter. There is there's so many. We're just bombarded with so much stuff. That at the end of the day, you know, faith and religion and church and everything else takes a back seat to everything, or not doesn't even have a doesn't even have a, a seat on the bus essentially. 
So the thing is that technology and, and everything around is not that it's a bad thing. I mean, I'm not, you know, not going to start bashing on technology and say, all right, well, it's the devil. It's, it's sinful. Um, it, to a certain extent, sure, it might be, um, you know, and, and again, that's a whole, you know, more complex topic and discussion. But anyways, that's that's what has shifted in our culture. You know, the fact that now, you know, there it's like we've we don't look forward to going to church on Sunday because we don't want you know, there's there's other things to do, especially with football, especially, you know, once once that you know season comes around, you know, and, you know, so so the development of faith isn't there and that that's changed, you know, and so also the the. You know, if for those of us that were forced to go to church on Sundays, you know, when we were little, I think it's trauma <laughs> to a certain extent. It's trauma. You know, we were forced to do something we didn't want to do. You know, something that our parents might have taken pleasure in. Obviously, they they wanted to go to church. You know, and so that has you know, obviously that didn't translate over the same. You know, because you know there really wasn't anything that was maybe age appropriate, and so we would have to sit there with you know, the priest talking to the adults and not relating it to children. And so, you know, sitting there bored as hell. It's, that's what, that's how I remember church. You know, that's how I remember. And, and, you know, not to bash on the Catholic church, the Christian church was exactly the same. You know, you go up there and, and, or you go, you go there every Sunday and, uh, you know, it's, again, it's, it's not as relatable. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's, those are the, you know, the, some of the biggest changes along with education. So education, I think, or, or, you know, has not just, I think, I mean, I've, I've read articles that have shown that education sometimes, you know, the exposure to a lot of different things, concepts, science, philosophy, you know, again, sociology, um, everything, you know, everything that we learn in school gives us what we feel is a understanding of not only an understanding of self and understanding of what's around us and an understanding of, you know, the reality, if, if we want to call it that, but it gives us, it gives us a, a it gives us a perspective that is, doesn't include a religion and, or, or faith or, or, you know, Christianity. Yeah. Um, we, we all, well, I don't say we all, but, but a lot of us, you know, attend uh, or have attended private college or not private, sorry, public colleges where again, that's not part of the curriculum. And so with that removed in during the time of a person's life where, you know, not only are you impressionable, but where you are really developing a foundation of, again, the reality of, of the world, you know, and where, what, what you need to do to survive and, and what you need to do as a career and things like that. Um, and then just obviously being in an environment with people that again, have been sheltered and guarded, you know, by their family members. And now they're out to, you know, do to party and, you know, have a good time and, and disregard the rules and, and basically be at that rebellious stage where, you know, you're, you're, you're dumped into that, you're rebellious. And there, there's, you know, there's a lot that goes along with it. And so, um, you know, I'm, again, not blaming education, not saying, hey, don't, don't send your kids to college, because, you know, they're, they're going to drift away from God and faith, you know, it's, so, you know, without the foundation, and without, you know, you're, you're coming into contact with, 
with people that have a lot of different belief systems and and have practiced maybe even you know you might meet christians that you know have done things completely different but that's that's it plays a big part and obviously we're all especially if you live in the u.s you know we're all in a huge you know uh melting pot of different cultures different ideas and different religions and obviously we're constantly bombarded with a lot of different things and if you don't have a foundation in faith uh, a strong one you know then then obviously it becomes a lot easier to be swayed you know and and i mean it's it's so apparent with politics you know people have political beliefs and 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 foundations and 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 they can't be swayed you know, people that, you know, people that follow Trump, I mean, they're not, you're not going to be able to teach them, you know, to, or, or, or convince them to have democratic, uh, or yeah, uh, have democratic, democratic, liberal ideas, you know, when they're set in their ways and vice versa, you can't teach a Democrat to have conservative values or, or look at things, you know, the way that a conservative might or a Republican might you know, just by, you know, having a simple conversation. Why? Because there's, there's a development process that goes along with that. And so that's unfortunate, you know, that's unfortunately what happens again at the end the people's time, the, the time of people's lives when they're um, embarking on education and trying to figure out not only who they are by themselves, but what they're going to be doing and what people around them are doing and what people around them expect. And so, um, that's that's in my opinion and and this is actually my opinion and and it's it's based on again life experiences it's based on um you know to people that i've talked to it's based off of information that you know obviously we've kept up on it's apparent you know and 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 just makes sense so um but to me that that is what has changed you know because the thing is that you know we look at the culture now and, you know, you can, you can look up, um, gosh, you can go in Google search, you know, that the trend in Christianity, how many people are Christian, if there's more or less, you know, and there really is less because the thing is that, again, it's, there's, there's a joke in Mexico and it might even be here in the U S where, where people say that people used to have more children because there wasn't any TV. Meaning that obviously like TV, you know, you, you're distracted by TV, therefore you have less sex. And so, um, so that was the joke. If you saw a family who had a lot of kids, you know, you know what they were doing, you know, they probably weren't watching TV. <laughs> and so, um, so that's, that's obviously, you know, what, um, what made the trend change or, or to a certain extent, um, along with, again, along with people moving, you know, communities getting bigger and cities getting bigger. And so more diversity coming around, you know, there, there was, there was a bigger change in, in culture. And so that's, that's definitely affected faith, um, among people. So, so where does God come in? So I, 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 again, my, I, I don't want my podcast to be an hour long and, and I don't want this segment to be, cause maybe I've already lost some people. <laughs> um, but, but basically to kind of to simplify everything a little bit more. Um, and again, it's, it's super difficult to talk about something that's so complex, um, and just, and, and put it in a nutshell, but why in it, but my opinion of why God is important and where God comes into your life and, and not just God, the Bible. 
And the Bible is, gosh, even that. I mean, I haven't read the Bible from cover to cover. I've read a lot of it. But at the end of the day, you know, I read the new, not not the New King James Version, the, the New International Version, and or the NIV. A lot of people will know it that way. The reason I read that uh, is just because it's 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 a simplified version of it, and um, the New King James Version does have more of a poetic way of of saying things, and so it's super complicated and complex, and just it may be boring, you know, if you want to look at it that way. But the thing is that yeah, it's just the Bible is hard, you know, it's hard to understand, and and to make matters even worse, you know, it's it's somewhat encrypted. You know, the, because the thing is that a lot of things were obviously the Bible was written in Hebrew. And so um, and then it was translated over and over again. So things get lost in translation. There just aren't words to, you know, translate what was originally written sometimes. And so with that, you lose you lose a lot of details and things are hard to understand. I'm not going to get into any of those specifics, but the thing is that that's that's what makes it difficult. And that's why I don't want to say that the Bible is not a good resource. Obviously, it it is, you know, it, and that's that's where you you that's one of the things that you would use to develop your faith. But that's where church comes in. And so not to give you, you know, not to I'm not sponsored by any of these churches. And I don't you know, I don't think that, you know, you kind of have to go and have the, have the experience by yourself but and individually. But my preference is um, I attend a non-denominational church uh, called Calvary Chapel. And there are a lot of Calvary chapels um, throughout the country. Um, there's other churches. Uh, there's a Crossroads. There's Jubilee, um, Hope. Um, there's Baptist churches. There's, there's a lot of different churches, uh, obviously everywhere and um, Christian churches that are, I mean, I guess just to be blunt, to, that are more modern, you know, that are, are, that are to a certain extent a little bit more in tune and relatable to what we experience in daily lives, in our, in our daily lives. And so the thing is that the word, you know, the Bible translates over a lot of, um, it, it it's it's relatable to, to to even what we're experiencing now um it's i think i think one of the most important things but to look at religion as a whole in my opinion and um from from what i've learned is that it's not about being perfect it it's not um about you know, what you do that is sinful and is going to condemn you and it's going to, you know, damn you to hell. You know, it's really more about, you know, because again, let's make it relatable. Let's look at the big picture. You know, if we were to look at life, you know, I think my, if I could define life, if I could define the purpose, you know, the, the why are we here? When you believe in God, it's the reason that we are here. And, and again, based off of what the Bible tells us is that life is a gift, you know, from the beginning to the end, you know, it's, it's obviously more difficult for some than others, you know, and, and, you know, some people just will never experience hardships while other people are going through, you know, go through hunger and go through devastation and go through wars and famine and, and, you know, you, you just don't know when, you know, 
you might die, you know, because you don't have something to eat or something to drink or clean water or whatever, you know, there is, there's obviously a lot of things play into the fact that, you know, yeah, we don't all have, you know, the perfect gift. And, but there is a reason for that, that again, there, there just isn't an answer. And I, I think that's where, again, if you go back to education, the reason that we get educated, you know, we become educated is to know, but sometimes we will never know the reasons for things and how to, and, and people want justification for that, you know, and, um, and that's where faith comes in, because if you have faith that it happens for a reason, then it, it will, and it does, you know, and obviously we can all look back on something that we, that we, that has happened, that has been difficult in our lives. And we can look, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, whatever, hey, last week, it doesn't, I mean, we can look back at something and, and something that didn't work out for us. And now we are in a better place, or maybe not, but um, if you're not at that better place yet, there's, you know, there's, there's a possibility that it will be there eventually. And what gets us from point A to point B is faith, you know, because while we're going through that hardship, you know, that faith that things are going to be better is what is going to get us to that better place. But as a gift, the thing is that then, then I know it's, it's, it's another complex concept comes into play is freedom of will. And so even though God knows some of the actions that we're going to have, we still have the ability to be able to you know, kind of live the journey of life the way we want it to, not the way God wants, you know, not, not the way God is going to make us do it. But basically we have the resource to be able to do it the way that he um, instruct us. And that's, that's where morality comes into play. And the thing is that, you know, if you don't, you know, for people that don't believe in God, or if you're on the fence, or you you don't know where to go with something, you, if you think about the way that laws were made and rules and so on and so forth, it's the majority of it, if not all of it, well, the majority of it, let's go with that. Because again, laws and rules are all made by men. But there, there's a, there's a, there's morality behind it. And the morality comes from, you know, your, your, you know, I, the perfect sense of morality comes from faith, the faith in God, you know, because again, the Bible tells us that we have to try to live, you know, obviously as perfect as we can, because at the end of the day, there really isn't anybody that's going to be perfect. And that's, that's another thing that I think hinders a lot of people that turns a lot of people off from faith is because a lot of people will go into a church or will talk to a Christian, will talk to somebody that is a little bit more hardcore, that is that is, you know, far right, I guess you can say into religion. And they, 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 they live the way that they understand that they need to live to be perfect. But the reality is that nobody is perfect. And so therefore, you know, we, we have to do obviously the best that you can, but you, we all fall short of that. And so, you know, short of murder, <laughs> you know, we're, we're doing as much as we can, you know, obviously to try to be good. And we have a sense of morality. I think everybody does, you know, to a certain extent, um, based off of a lot of different things, obviously faith and life experiences and circumstances and so on and so forth. But 
where you know religion and god and and the bible gives you a sense of morality where you know things can um you you live a better life and have a happier life and you know enjoy the gift that you're given so i've given a lot of people this example that um and and again it's it's a very controversial topic but um when it comes to abortion I know some people cringed on that one, but when it comes to abortion, obviously the Bible and, and God, you know, religion and, and Christianity tells us that it's bad, you know, that obviously, you know, we're, we're, we're ending a life, you know, that is just starting to live. And I know a lot of people that have, that have had, um, that have had abortions and, you know, what, I don't hate them for that, you know, and obviously we shouldn't hate anybody for doing anything wrong because again, there's, nobody is perfect but could you know once you think about it you know from a moral standpoint you know could that abortion have been avoided and so people obviously people that are a little bit more liberal will say yeah of course you know they she could have had the baby but then the baby would have come into the world you know that you know into circumstances that would have been difficult so you know, and, and not only that, but this person, this mother that, hey, maybe was raped or maybe, you know, again, had a one night stand or whatever. And and this was the result of it. And now her life has changed forever. She's, you know, let's, you know, say that it was a teenager, you know, and now she's not going to be able to go back to school and so on and so forth. You know, there's all these consequences that come from it. So therefore, you know, avoiding the abortion wasn't the answer. But then let's take a step further back and and think, OK, well, the way that everything could have been avoided was by not having sex, right? And, you know, people are like, yeah, but I mean, you know, sex, it's sex is sex, you know, so therefore, you know, it's not that it couldn't have been avoided. I mean, you know, let's, let's, let's give that teen girl the benefit of the doubt and say, hey, well, you know, technology and culture and, you know, celebrities and you know facebook and everything has influenced her to have sex and it's normal and and she should have just you know had used protection or whatever that's that's not the point the point is that if that person would have abstained then everything would have not happened right but the thing is that it's i mean obviously it's it's hard again it's hard to grasp that grasp that concept because you don't have the crystal ball to be able to see that you know what would have been the result of this you know again if the girl that had the abortion was asked if she could have done things a lot different if she would have not done that if she would if she could go back in time and be able to make a different decision would she do it 9 out of time 9 out of 10 times it could have, you know it's probably a yes but it could have started with this action and it's it's hard because it's not it's not ideal like i'm i'm not going to say here again that i'm perfect you know i i moved in with my wife before we were married and you know obviously we didn't i didn't sleep on the floor and hold her hand while she slept in bed and say all right good night honey you know we're going to be good christians you know it's that's you know we we're confronted and even, i mean the bible even talks about how things are difficult the bible understands god understands you know because he made us right you know if if you believe it that way and so it makes it difficult to it's it's again the bible has a, a verse that says lean lean not on your own understanding which means that you 
we 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 will never understand really the complexity of it. I mean, we can come to an understanding that I think we can accept that as people we can we can be happy with and move forward with. Because the thing is that obviously, you know, faith gives us the direction where we want to go to be happy. Now, do we make the decision to not follow that direction? Sure. You know, and then we have consequences. And then again, you know, if you go back a couple seconds in my podcast, you know, we I asked, are there things that, you know, you've done in the past that you regretted and now you can look back and see, you know, that it could have been different or that you could have, that, you know, you're happier now making the, having made the decision that you did before. But back then when you were, you were making the decision, it was hard, right? But if you have faith, you can tell yourself, you know, you can, you can understand that there is, there is something better, you know, and that your life is going to be better and the obstacles will be overcome over time. And so that reduces anxiety and reduces stress and reduces a lot of pain. But we just have a hard time with it because maybe we just don't have an understanding of morality and faith. So to, to wrap things up, um, God, God, you know, religion and, and Christianity gives us, you know, a, a really good sense of community. And so that goes along with church. Now, I grew up with a lot of friends who went to a lot of different churches that were different than mine. And they were, I think the reason that they were different was because of the fact that um, people came from obviously different cultures. People came from, um, I've heard of of um, churches that, you know, originated, you know, Christian churches that originated in Africa that might be here in the States. And they have, they use drums, they use, you know, a lot of singing, a lot of, you know, dancing and so on and so forth. Same thing with Hispanic churches. There's a lot of singing and music and a lot of different things. And they're all cultural. So the thing is that sometimes you're dragged into a church that just doesn't fit your culture, that doesn't fit you. And so the thing is, and so unfortunately, what happens is that you create the wrong idea about church. A lot of people have also gone to Mormon churches and Jehovah's Witness, you know, churches that are temples, and and they're they're not the right fit. And so the thing is that because of that, you create, again, a, an incorrect image of what faith is, you know, and so... Not only that, unfortunately, churches have developed a sense of judgment where, you know, again, there's that that belief that you have to be perfect and without sin. And sure you do, but that's that's really between you and God. And so the thing is that unfortunately, what ends up happening is that people get turned off. You know, you get turned off by people judging you and telling you that you're not good enough, you know. And so, so those type of churches, you know, when you're there, I mean, I, I can tell you one thing, you know. I, I recommend, and I've done it, I've been to, I, gosh, I've been to at least, I'm not even kidding, I've been to at least 100 Christian churches that are all different because the pastor is the person that is in charge of, you know, uh, creating the ambiance, if you will. And so the thing is that unfortunately, I know that where I am is where I belong, or not unfortunately, but I, I know, luckily, I know where that where I am is where I belong because I feel comfortable. I feel safe. I feel that I am learning. I feel that I'm part of the community, part of the church. So it makes me feel good because I'm I'm surrounded by people that are like-minded. And so therefore it helps to be able to develop my faith in that type of environment. So I recommend go try a church, you know, either ask a friend that you know that goes to church and uh, you know, check it out. 
go online um, and see there there's a lot of churches um, there's Valley Bible Fellowship in Bakersfield that I love Bakersfield California because the pastor there is is just awesome I mean the way that he teaches is 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 very upfront um, it's very transparent and he just you know it's 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 something else <laughs> and he's funny so it's entertaining you know um but go go you know listen to podcasts i mean go go on youtube and look at videos of services you know of different churches and when you feel that you find one that is you know, that you're comfortable with and fi- obviously find a local one cuz i mean yeah we can watch church online and learn that way but again it's a sense of community and being around like-minded people that really help you um develop your faith you know and and have somebody that is holding you accountable and helping you learn you know because again you know it's for those people that have the concept of god great you're you've got your foot in the door but the thing is that there's more there's more than that you know there's there's again there's there's the feeling of of um you know having the morality to make better decisions in life there's um there's you know that that feeling that again there's there's more to life you know that that life should be lived happily um again within obviously good you know doing good things and and being a good person um because again if if anything causes you to to stumble or to make mistakes you're going to suffer suffer <laughs> you're going to suffer the consequences and so you know just like if you don't do anything wrong there's no negative consequences if you do something wrong there is and essentially that's all sin is you know sin is just the fact that if something if you do something wrong you, how you can't expect a good ink a good outcome and so so that's really where faith and morality will take you and 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 um and the community of in the christian community or or the the catholic community if if you end up finding a good catholic church you know is where you're going to end up feeling you know like you know there there you can head in a direction where you have a relationship um with god and it doesn't it doesn't have to be something where you're out in the streets you know pro, you know proclaiming you know the word of god and telling people about it but the thing is that when you get to that that part of your life where you feel that faith is is a big part of your life, you tend to share it and and that's how other people develop that faith and become happy. I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's you know, you could ask any Christian. I mean, at least they have this in common is that God is love. And so God wants us to not just obviously love each other, love ourselves, but to be happy, you know, it's like when you get a gift, it's, it makes you happy, right? It doesn't, I mean, unless it's a bad gift, but that's a bad example. <laughs> you know, life should be, you know, you have to, it helps, it helps to make you feel more optimistic about things because at the end of the day, you know, you know that there's light at the end of the tunnel, you know, you know that there's something's going to happen. And it's not just, I mean, I, I don't see it as, I mean, uh, a big part of faith and 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 religion uh, Christianity is you know is is you know life after death which you know obviously as Christians you know we believe that there is a heaven and that heaven is awesome and it's better than earth and that again that's that's you know if as long as you believe in Christ that's where you're going to move you know, that's where you're going to go too you know life isn't over you know and there shouldn't be any sadness after life is ended here but 
I don't, I don't, I, not to say I don't look forward to that, you know, but I look at life here and the here and the now. And for me, it really is more about, or I'm sorry, it's not more about, it's, it's always more about going to heaven because you never know when, you, when something might happen, you might die. But in the moment, God wants you to appreciate what you have and, and to be happy with, with what you have. And if you can't make the best out of a situation, knowing that, you know, it's, it's as good as it's going to get, then you will never be happy. And um, so anyways, that leads to my very last point, which is hope. And so with Easter, basically, Easter is uh, in the Christian faith is when we celebrate the death and resurrection of uh, Jesus Christ. And so, and that's what a Christian is to kind of, I should have defined that at the very beginning, but a Christian is just a believer in Christ. Um, and so when we believe in Christ, we believe that, you know, Christ was the son of God, you know, that was, that came, that came to earth with just, with the purpose to die and to die for our sins. And so when we do something wrong, that one sacrifice that was done through the, the death of Christ is what makes our sins go away essentially it was it's what makes us not not necessarily need to be perfect i mean we should try to be perfect but even though we are not those shortcomings are paid for by the fact that there was this one sacrifice that was made by god and 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 god's son who gave up his life for this very very reason and so we have the hope, you know, especially in circumstances like this, where we've got the coronavirus and people are dying everywhere. I mean, the hope that things are going to be okay, the hope that, you know, obviously we're not, these are not consequences. I know that that a lot of people believe that, hey, these are consequences. A lot of Christians will tell you that the virus is consequences of the things that we've done wrong. You know, the world is just going to hell in a hell in a handbasket, you know, but but that's not it. You know, it's like that. That's not what the Bible teaches. You know, people are convinced that it is, you know, that that famine and everything else comes through us, you know, sickness and hell and, you know, and pain and suffering and so on comes because of the things that we've done wrong. I mean, to a certain extent, they do, you know, when we bring it upon ourselves. But when something else happens outside of that, it's not because of the things that we've done wrong. It's because it's a subtle reminder of, you know, the fact that, there's there's more there's more to there's more to life than the, the things that you know are are going bad you know again i i talk about it time and time again and i i want to close with this that you know i i try to be optimistic because or i i am all well, i try because <laughs> things happen and so i try i i i try my hardest to be optimistic and look at the bright side of things because It could always be worse. You know, I tell my, I, I, everybody that I work with as, and, and again, working with in, in home care, I've been with a lot of people that have died, you know, and I don't want to say I, I, I'm, I'm heartless and I don't feel bad when people die, you know, when people get older and die, but you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's one of the two things that are guaranteed in life, you know, death and taxes. People don't, People have, at least a lot of the people, since I work with older adults, a lot of people have experienced life, you know, and so therefore, 
they're you know they 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 there's there's a sense of fulfillment you know when it comes time to when it comes time to go to a certain extent i think a lot of people obviously still have a lot of things that they wish that they could have done or that they wanted to do but at the end of the day it's like well you know when you kind of come to the end of the line it's the end of the line you know you there there's unfortunately nothing more you're going to be doing on earth but um or in the world and you know with your life ending but but the reality is that when people are suffering people are going through hard times you know even then i still tell them hey you know it could be worse you know and so i even joke around with people i say it could be worse you might have never have met me <laughs> and not you know anyways not not a great joke but but that's you know so so there there has to be you know that's anyways that that's that's my my uh my my perspective and outlook of religion faith god christianity i mean it's i you know to to conclude <laughs> conclude everything i life is a gift and and even though things have changed you know with you know in the world and in our culture and how things happen and what we look forward to and things like that the reality is that you know god is is there you know it's I mean, one of the biggest things that I always think of, I, I heard a scientist talk about it a long time ago on a TED Talk, was that um, there, you know, if we if we believe that, sorry, it wasn't a TED Talk, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I, I'll have to source it later, but there's a scientist that said, okay, the, the law of motion, I said that sounded smart, right? He said he said something that said something along the lines that for something to be in motion and and I should have just googled it because I sound dumb now but anyways for something to be in motion it has to start something has to put it in motion essentially so if that is true you know and again this is a um, scientific theory if let's say the big bang is the reason that the world is here. Let's say that evolution, you know, is act is an actual thing. We all evolved from cells, you know, and from algae or whatever, you know, in the world, you know, there were, there were, again, things that just brought everything together and mixed everything together. And, and that's how we're all here. Well, then something had to have put that in motion. And it's kind of, you know, again, the concept of understanding what it was that started everything, you know, even though the universe has been around forever, you know, it will be around forever, you know, is there something out there? Is there more? Is there, you know, and so, you know, that question is, you know, just, it could just be easily answered with faith. And if you really want to be rebellious and say, no, there's, there isn't the faith, then, you know, uh, you're free to do that, you know, definitely. Um, I, I don't, I'm nothing against people that don't believe, you know, in, 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 in God or that there's anything out there, you know, and that when we die, it's death, that's it. Your lights just turned off and, 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 you know, it was just nice to be here while we were here. You know, the reality is that, you know, the, <laughs> hey, you'll find out eventually, right? You know, it's like no one lives forever, you know, and, and with that sense, like, I mean, it's, I just think it's interesting that people will believe that clearing your mind through yoga or doing, you know, having other um, belief systems and meditations and constant, you know, doing different things 
will get you to a certain point in your life that'll make you feel happy. But but faith is just something that you just don't want to try. You don't want to do. You don't want to succumb to. You don't want to be like, unfortunately, like a lot of these crazy Christians, which I don't want to be like those crazy Christians. I'll tell you that much. I, I want to be my own Christian, you know? And so, so that's the thing is that, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot easier to follow faith and to follow God than it is to do any of these other things that really don't get you anywhere and don't have the answers, you know? And so I really do believe that a lot of the things that we're all searching for, you know, it's, it's within, within the, you know, the Christian faith, but it's, you got to take the time to look and people don't want to do that because you just got another notification from your friend, you know, on Instagram (laughs) and, you know, and you have, now you got to go to work, you know, and then after work, you got to watch something on Netflix, you know, there's, there's a lot of things, you know, and, and if you really want to get down to the specifics of why, why things happen in the Christian faith and so on and so forth, I mean, there's documentaries, you know, there's, uh, you know, one voice yeah, narrated by Morgan Freeman, which was really good. There's a lot of stuff on the History Channel. There's stuff on the Internet, you know, but those are not as important. If you really don't want to take the time to look into faith, don't look into the technical things. Look at just the things that will apply to your life, because at the end of the day, that's really life is just too short to want to know it all, you know, and justify it. When in reality, you can have the faith and and have have enough faith to be able to to love to to just be happy so anyways that's 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 my rant on faith and my my easter episode of of this podcast um we'll be talking more about faith and how it applies but you know obviously we try to do the best i try to do the best for for the people i work with and for my clients and everything else and it's all based on faith and and my sense of morality and and um, it helps to to make to make those difficult decisions from time to time. But you know, I'm more of a people person anyway. So, so that was my long nutshell answer of faith. But thanks for joining me. And if you've made it this far, hey, thanks for listening so much <laughs> to this long episode. I know people's attention span isn't that huge, but. But yeah, anyways, I, I'm passionate about this and, and I have a strong belief system. And so, um, I wanted to share it. So thanks again. Um, I will talk to you next week. Hopefully this virus is getting better, but, um, yeah, stay safe, wash your hands, stay inside, wear a mask, do all those things and have faith and pray. Um, my, one of my favorite rappers once said, I don't, I talk to God, I don't pray. So just, it's. God doesn't have any expectations. You know, it's whatever, whatever is in your heart is in your heart and God sees it. God knows it. So thanks. Thanks again for listening. Have a great week.